but we wanted the, our core values to essentially be transferable, not just inside these walls. Um, and the same thing with, you know, our why. Um, so what does it look like to be a great coworker, a great friend, a great spouse, um, and a great parent, you know? In business, you want to consistently attract incredible people, grow at an accelerated rate, and create a unique competitive advantage. The goal, it isn't to just be the best, but is to be the favorite, the favorite in the eyes, the mind, and the heart of your customer. To stay competitive in today's world, you want to build a business where people want to come to work and where they have a chance to be great at doing what they love the most. And you accomplish that by leading through values. Because when you lead through values, people excel, profits increase, and your brand becomes more human. Now make sure you download your free guide at leadthroughvalues.com. I'm James Mayhew, your Chief Culture Officer, and you're listening to Lead Through Values. Well, welcome back to this episode of Lead Through Values podcast. I'm James Mayhew, your Chief Culture Officer, and it is guest day. And you guys, if you've listened to my podcast for any length of time, you may have heard me refer to you. Tom Modernock. And I may have just referred to him as Tom or that really cool guy. I don't know what I've said in the past, but Tom is the guest today. Tom is the founder of Electrical Concepts, which is a full service electrical contractor in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And they're doing some really cool stuff. Uh, I got connected with Tom through a uh, referral, what, two or three years ago? Probably about three years ago. Yeah. And the first time well, we had lunch at a, at a Chick-fil-A and then I got to see your office, you know, and I've talked about this numerous times in trainings or even in, in speaking engagements that I've done. I walked into your facility. It was bright and it was super shiny and clean and the truck sparkled and everything looked like there was an excellence that just blew me away. I mean, truly. And uh, I know that gives you a lot of, you know, I think there's pride in that for sure, which is a good thing. But it it told me instantly. It showed me that you guys do things different. And um, so anyway, I'm I'm thrilled to like bring you on the podcast, and I want to talk business and people and whatever else comes to the t- <laughs> to the surface today. Sure, uh, you and I have a lot of fun. Um, our first meeting was interesting because, well, a lot a lot like the first exercises we went through towards our core values. You know, it was, you were making us aware of things that we were doing on a daily basis. That was just who we were, yeah. like the clean shop and the clean trucks. That that didn't feel like anything great to me because it's just who we are. Um, and kind of the same thing when we started doing our core values exercise with you that we had the values, we just weren't explaining them or noticing them, if that makes sense. Um, it was just kind of a, it took an outsider to come in and say, hey, these are the things you're already doing. Let's be aware of it, you know, and then for lack of better terms, capitalize on it or you yeah. know, make everybody aware that we're already doing some of this stuff. We just have to be aware of it. You guys continually used a word in every meeting that we were doing this in. Do you remember the word that I, do you, you know which word I'm going to pull on? I don't know. If it was clean. Yeah. We do clean work. And um, not only Tom, did you say it, but I remember James saying it and Mitch saying it. I think Angie said it. And so I was like, what? what? You guys keep talking about clean work. Like, what does it mean? Define it for me. And I just... It, it was, there was so much wrapped up into that one word. It was clearly kind of a values-based word for you. We do clean work. But talk to me about what 
you actually met? Because I have my own, but I, I want our listeners to be able to hear you describe it. Yeah, there was, I wish we would have taken more video of that in yeah. the process of the core values. We were filling whiteboards with just <laughs> we different were. stuff people were throwing at us, but it was really cool to, to get that input from our people. Um, clean work is, you know, what is our, our work looks really great when it's done. Our job sites, sometimes we clean them when we get there so that it's easier for us to work. People think that's weird. And then we clean it when we leave. Um, same thing with our trucks. Hey, put it back where it goes. Don't put yourself in any extra pain because you're not organized. Um, and sometimes it takes a lot to train people to that. I don't mean train, but get them to see that sure. type thing. Um, it was really interesting to see people see that and be with some humility and pride, though, that understand that we do clean work. Like this is the expectation. It didn't really have to be expressed or explained that this is what we're looking for. Um, and again, that was... Uh, an unknown value to us that wasn't, we weren't noticing like, Hey, you know, the expectation was not set. It was just understood that this is what we want. And you're, and, and without fail, I think everybody understood it. Now for me as an outsider that was just kind of learning about your business, I'm like, well, I'm really interested. What does it actually mean? And so it's actually something that, um, I don't know if you remember this part of the process or not, but we talked about permission to play values. We talked about accidental values and that's the accidental value. You actually had some really positive accidental values as opposed to having accidental values like we're late or we don't do great quality. Like that's, you know, some, some businesses that develops, but your accidental value was like, no, there was, to me, it was around excellence, which was a word I don't think you were too excited about. No, I, that was a stretch for me. Um, I think when I, I still look at these core values, like this morning before you got here, I don't think any of these core values are easy on a daily basis. Like it, it takes awareness. Um, this is, I, I don't think core values should be easy. I think it should be something you have to strive for. Um, and yeah. some of the, you know, some of these, some of these for some of our team members, they are easy, like, cause it's just ingrained in them. Um, sometimes we get an outsider in here. When I say an outsider, meaning someone that was employed at maybe a different company or maybe in a different industry that comes to us, it takes them a little bit to see this is just who we are. Yeah. Um, we can make these core values look easy, but it just takes some time and, and effort, you know, and, until it becomes normal. I should say. Well, and that was one of the experiences too, just working with you guys is as we went through and discovered them and then we worked to define them and it it was evident that they were, they were always present. It's cool. It's rare. Like, and it's so fun for somebody like me to, to experience it because a lot of times I'm seeing things that aren't going well. And I walk in here and it's like, man, this is, this is optimized already. This is, this is a really cool group of people. Yeah, it was super humbling. I know you and I kind of had the same thought when we pulled the group together. Hey, you know, we want to find out what it's like to work here, yeah. what's going well, what's not, what do you like, what don't you like? And we were worried that it was going to be crickets, you know, like we were not going to get single input from, I don't know, if it was 10 or 12 people mm-hmm. at that time. I remember that very um, clearly. It's just like we didn't know what to expect. And then all of a sudden it just started coming at us. And there was, um, I would say mostly positive. I, I do. I feel like there's a few points where people were, there was things they didn't like, but they were valid points of things that we could work on, but a very limited number. I was going to say very limited because quite honestly, I was just sitting back uh, as I was writing, you know, my back is to the, to the group as I'm writing on the whiteboard, but I'm pretty sure I'm smiling, you know? And if I wasn't smiling externally, I was certainly smiling inside because it was cool to see people that, um, uh, 
wanted to edify what you had done. And I remember cool words going up on the screens or uh, on the whiteboard that, that people were saying, and I'm writing that were like loyalty. Tom makes it fun. He cares about us. I mean, there were so many things that, that were evident. And, and even when one person said it, three or four other people would nod in agreement. And that was cool. That was good stuff. Yeah, it was really humbling, a little bit awkward for me too. Like oh, I, don't, sure. I yeah. don't take that stuff well. Um, I, you're not a guy that's going to, uh, do uh chest thumping, right? Yeah. I don't, you don't want pats on the stuff. back. Like I just, yeah. you know, I want people to be happy and enjoy working here and, and feel respected. And there's things that I've done since then that I wasn't proud of. And I've talked to you about, you know, certain really hard situations that maybe I didn't pause. They came off quick and there were, there were consequences, you know, mm-hmm. for me and just how I felt about it. Um, but I think without core values and, and, you know, other positive influencers around me, I probably wouldn't have thought twice about that, you know, but you get into this mode where you're trying to do better and get people around you. Um, and then you notice when things don't feel right, you got to talk about it and, and, and learn from it. Well, we just kind of jumped in. That was, that was fun. Um, I was going to ask you uh, a little bit about what you guys actually do here. So I think that's good to have some context around yeah, what sure. your business actually is. Uh, tell us, tell us what you guys do here at Electrical. Concepts. Sure, I can just give you a quick story. I um, started in 2002. It was me by myself. I didn't really have any intentions of having a legitimate business. I don't, you know, like a growth business. I was thinking I'm just going to go do electrical work and work alone. Mm-hmm. Um, that changed pretty quick. I think within the first five years, I was up to six people. I was really young at that point. I was under 30. I started this when I was 22. Um, a lot of mistakes those first six years as, as a manager, or I wouldn't call myself a manager. There was a lot of control issues, a lot of, just a lot of young, immature, um, management mistakes. Um, and then I'll jump all the way to today. I think we're at 17 people, um, 14 electricians in the field. And then we've got a manager, doing our residential work and we have an, a staff accountant and then we have Angie who does all our scheduling and kind of runs the day-to-day stuff. So, and you have, you, you, I mean, not just with an employee count, but in, in size and scope and, and all the things related to your business, you've grown quite a bit, even in the last couple of years. Yeah, it's been good. We, uh, the last three years, just numbers are, our sales are 30% higher than they were. Um, that was all happened just to get, I got some peer advisory around me to help me just get focused on what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And that's greatly impacted our business. So you want to go there a little bit? Sure. Let's talk about that. I think that would be fun to talk about. Um, cause even before we hit the record button, we were just kind of replaying some, how did we get here kind of moment? Yeah. Um, I'm in a peer advisor group. It's called C12. Um, it's for Christian business leaders. Um, that I was referred to through um, just a long connection of weird coincidence. You can call it however people perceive that, but I, I kept the right people just kept stepping into my life basically. Um, Some people know Craig. I know, you know, Craig Um, suggested, I just told him the struggles I was having in my business. You know, him and I became instant friends. He's like, you need to get in C12. Um, I went to a meeting and due to lack of commitment or fear, I didn't want the work. I didn't want to do it. It took me about a year to get into this group. Yeah. And then I finally made the decision. Christy and I talked about it, my wife, and 
we express the same fears like, hey, this is another thing you got to do. It's going to be extra work. It's going to cost money. And about six months into this, um, Christy's like, this is the best decision you've ever made. Um, probably some of my closest friends. I've now met you through C12, just through another connection, Mark. Um, and it's they just really questioned me and are pushing me or walking alongside me in several different areas of my life. And most importantly, why I'm in business, you know. That was a question I before we we hit record, we're talking about, you know, they asked me why for the first six months. Why are you why are you doing this? You know. Yeah. I, I wanna say that when we started the values process, I, I named that now, by the way. Did you did I tell you that? It's called the values mastery system <laughs> for real. You know, it's like you helped, you helped, uh, you were an iteration of it, but I remember going through that process with you and you kept saying, they want to know my why they want to know my why. And you, you surfaced or circled around this concept that I just want to make lasting and positive impact. And you would say that just about every time we met. And I said, I don't know if I was the only one that spoke into it or maybe Craig or others at C12 were saying it, but I remember being in the, in the office and with you and the whiteboards there and we're sitting there. I'm like, Tom, I think that's your why. Like there's something here about creating positive. How do you say it? Um, create lasting and positive impact. There it is. Um, Cause they, they were pushing us towards a mission vision values, you know, and I was right. struggling with this mission statement that, right. One, putting words to it, and two, that what does it really mean? You know, that's great. Let's create a mission statement around electric work. But when it came down to it, we we wanted to make sure that what is, what is making lasting positive impact look like? Well, we we kept it inside these walls, but we also wanted it to extend into their families and out into the community. And that was also kind of a, a C12 thing, but we wanted the, our core values to essentially be transferable, not just inside these walls. Um, and the same thing with, you know, our why. Um, so what does it look like to be a great coworker, a great friend, a great spouse, um, and a great parent, you know, if we can teach you to, to be a great coworker friend inside our walls and hopefully you can go home and be a great spouse, great friend, coach, whatever that looks like. Um, some of that seems like a stretch, you know, for some people, but I think when we were done with our core values, we we gave examples. Of what does this look like inside our walls? What yeah. does it look outside these walls? Um, that was an enjoyable day for me when I was here with you. When you like revealed it, like we we put it, the team together. We I think James and Mitch came up and wrote them on the board and talked about them, and you spoke into them. And and again, it was the same setting where a few weeks or a couple of months prior to that, we had the same group in there asking them questions like, what makes us different? Why are we different? I wasn't saying that, why are we better? Why are we not better than places you've other, you know, may have worked before, but just what makes us different. So in the same setting, they're now downloading these. And the cool thing was, is when you include people in the, in the initial process, right. And they get to speak into it. Now they're seeing it brought back and that creates like buy-in. They, they have like, hey, we spoke into that. We understand what we mean by that now. So if we could talk a little bit about your, your four values, sure. which by the way, uh, I have really memorized them because I've, I speak about them a lot and I've, I've shown, shown them to people before because I'm like, look at these four at the top. These are just transferable to any business. 
we're going to find yours, but hey, look at, here's a model. Like they're very top of mind for me because it was such a memorable experience for me as we did it. It's one of those ones that really stand out. Uh, just the whole process. Cause we had, we put ourselves on a deadline to get it done, communicate it, bring it, bring it all together from beginning to end was 90 days or less. Cause it was an April 1st deadline. I remember. Yeah. We, and the deadline wasn't a huge thing, but it was just so that we could keep moving, Yeah, you know, cause it was, it was something that I had put off and we, it's a, it's a key part of setting a goal though. Right. Yeah, for you gotta sure. have a deadline to it. Yeah. And when we share these, it may sound simple, you know, like, Hey, Oh, you could just crank that stuff out, you know, do a Google, <laughs> a Google search or, or whatever, you know, but that's not at all how we arrived at these, you know, right. it's like you and I easily could have created four simple values that, Hey, sure. this is the direction we want to go. But it was way more beneficial having our people involved and coming to it organically versus you and I just getting together for two or three lunches and being like, how do these sound? Yep. I'm going to go back and tell everybody our, th- these are our values. You know, like that, they would have been like, go, go away. Mm-hmm. You know, you're mm-hmm. crazy, <laughs> but no, I, and I can share them with you there. And we, under each value, we, we created subtitles maybe I, you'd I, say, I think you're great. I think you hit it by saying the standard, like this is what it means. To yeah. This is what it looks like as a group. This yeah. is what it looks like to you individually. Yeah. Um, but our core, our core values go like this. Um, we enjoy what we do. Number two, we are prepared. Number three, we're uncompromising in our quality. And number four, we create lasting relationships. So to get to those four was a lot of work, a lot of brainstorming, moving phrases around that people were sharing with us, what it looks like to work mm-hmm. here. You know, it was a pretty cool process when I, I think about it. I mean, and how we came up with these. Um, these are pretty cool to share too when you go to hire somebody. You know, I I had a few prospects, people that I really wanted to work here, and I'd called you and like, what do I need to do? Like, mm-hmm. I want to tell this guy the truth. And I think you straight up asked me, did you share your core values with mm-hmm. him? And when I, I don't, I wouldn't say that that sealed the deal. I just said, this is what we're trying to do here. Do you want to be part of it or not? You know, and then several things came out of that conversation. The, yeah. the person is now working with us, um, which is great, but it's just like lead with these and no matter what you're doing. And it's not just leading with them. Um, at the hiring process or the interview process, it's like, now you've got, like, you just set the tone now. Yeah. And that's why it's so important then to live them out. So what's been, what's been the hardest thing about bringing them to like daily life? And, and the reason I'm asking that is because I think there are, are people out there that, um, who are going to be listening to this that say we have core values. But if you went around, people might not know them, understand them. And so, you know, I talk to you and I talk to every client that I'm working with is the worst thing we could do is ever make these be words on a wall. Like they have to show up on a daily basis. So what's what's been hard? And then I'd like this follow up question to that or whichever one you want to choose is what's made it great? What, what's what been easy about it? I don't know that there's a lot of easy to it. <laughs> I mean, it's easy when things are going good. I think yeah. it's but it's definitely more when things aren't going well. That's been a huge positive for us. Um, and that may seem strange to say, but it's like when someone maybe is off course, we have something directly to go back to. Like, where's the off course? What, mm. what, what's he missing? Because mm-hmm. you, you could hit two or three of these and be doing well, but if you're missing one by a bunch, it, it really washes everything out. Absolutely. Um, Sometimes that leads us to have to make hard decisions or coach somebody and those hard discussions aren't all, you know, they're not fun. No. You know, so 
that's positive and a negative because it puts you in a hard spot because you're aware, mm-hmm. you know, like you've set a bar and if somebody's not making it, you have to approach it. Otherwise these values don't really have any value. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been the hardest part, you know, and then carrying them outside here, you know, am I the same person here as I am with my family? Am I the same person here as I am with my friends? Do those values carry through, you know, and being consistent with it? Sure. And I think that's the same for everybody, you know, am I the same at the office as I am with our customer? What does that look like? Um, just being consistent with the values um, for me and, and being fully aware, you know. Years ago when I was in the corporate world, I had a, um, <clears throat> um, a manager or a dire- I guess it would have been a manager level uh, overseeing like in our shipping area. And uh, he came into my office one day. And uh, so this is, this is when we were bringing our values to life at that company. And he said something to me very profound that day, which was, I am so glad that we're willing to let people go who won't follow our values. And I just love the real honest, uh, you know, comment about that. And I said, thank you. You know, let me know that because at no point does this ever get easy. Like if we let somebody go because of whatever the reason is, you know, it's, it's painful. It hurts. There's probably going to be some emotion involved. And if there's no emotion involved, Either we had a really bad person or we've just become too detached from it because it shouldn't ever be easy to do that. It should give us a moment of like uh, butterflies or or a little nervousness or anxiety or even pain, right? We're going to feel some of those things. And when he said that, uh, I was just very grateful to hear that because that went back to something that the owner said to me when we first, this is going back years ago, when I first did this, when the owner said to me, when I showed him our values for the first time, and that was a long work to get to that point, he said, you know, people will end up losing their jobs over this. And I think I knew that, but I don't think I I felt it until that moment that he said it. And we just kind of stared at the, the white paper, you know, that we had on the wall, reading those values for probably 30 seconds, just kind of reflecting on that and it was very true yeah and i i agree with that statement um you never want to see anybody lose their job over right. this but we know when people see what we're trying to do and they understand and they they move towards you or towards what we're trying to do towards the goal like is it going to be a positive impact you know like um one of ours is we approach every day with an optimistic attitude you know under we enjoy what we do. Mm-hmm. We know when somebody walks in the door, we're a small group here, you're under 20 people, you get to see the faces almost every morning. You get to know them, you get to know when they're off or they're on, and you can approach them, hey, what's up, what's going on? You know, where if we didn't have a value of, hey, why aren't you optimistic today? What's up, what's going on with you or your family or is it work? You know, mm-hmm. what can I help you with? We, we just weren't as proactive at approaching sure. people when they were down, just like, yeah, whatever, get out of here and go to work. You know, like, I don't care. Yeah, I got to go work beside this jerk today. Yeah, and that would affect, you know, and then it would just yep. go across the whole team. Even if you weren't working with that person, you'd still see them and that aura would be around them and it would mess with everybody. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's unfortunate that some people, you know, that it's that way for some people, but. So let's just take that first one. Yep. We enjoy what we do. Yeah. Um, uh, how can, how do you, 
you can see that in action, right? Because that was a key to when we created this is that you had to be able to observe people having a joyful attitude, right? So we wrote some, some standards or statements below that, that all started with the word you, but Tom, like, what's it been like to be able to, to give that? You, you gave just an example a moment ago of that, but what's it been like to coach people through that? Hold them accountable to like enjoying what you do. Yeah, some of it, and it, maybe the thing about the core values is people know they're present, but we don't, it's not like I pull them aside and say, you're failing at this core value. It's more about how are you doing? What's going on? Sure. You're putting them first. Putting them, you know. Yeah. And we do, again, we do that without maybe not the core value in mind, but about the care aspect of how are you doing as a person? Um so it's just interesting, and the, the standards we set were not something you and I made up. This right. was stuff that came from them of things we were doing. It was, um, it was, it came from them directly, or inspired by them through that feedback they gave us. Yeah, so it was pretty. So when you ask me what's it like to work through these core values, some of the stuff we just do, and we probably need to do better at connecting it to the core value. Hey, I'm, you know, this is what we're trying to do based on our core values. You know, so they understand that. Hey, this is what I'm referencing. Sure. Sure. Well, let's, let's shift gears a minute sure. and let's talk about what happened in August of 2020 here in Cedar Rapids and it hit you personally, it hit you, it hit your business. Um, some of your employees were affected by it, but it was the, it was the derecho, the great storm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and for, I don't know who, where you're at listening to this, but if you were, were not in Eastern Iowa and you didn't hear about this on national news, cause it got very little coverage. We had basically what an inland hurricane move over our state. So we had, what, a 45-minute period of prolonged, what, 130-mile-an-hour winds with 15 minutes of warning at most, and it devastated this community. Your business was a direct hit. Um, what happened? And then uh, just maybe describe how, the, how you guys responded to it. Yeah, it was a I pretty cool story. pretty crazy day. I was uh, actually out of town uh, up in Animos, Iowa. It's about a 30-minute drive from here looking at a project. And um, I was with one of our vendors, and we went out to lunch, and we, we came out, and the skies were rough, and I said, hey, the storm's coming. So we, we decided to wait it out where we're at and started getting intermittent text, hey, we've got some storm damage. The next, you know, this is over a 40-minute time frame. Phones weren't working great. The next text I get is, hey, our roof just blew off. And this is from Mitch, our, our project manager. Meaning the roof here at the, the, roof the here building. At yeah. Our facility, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we lost about a uh, roof over 5,000 square foot of our office space and shop. Um, and we had been through this, some of this before. Um, actually, the day before we moved to this location, we got flooded out of our previous location um, in a flash flood. Just a strange thing. So we had kind of not seasoned, but it was like, well, there's nothing we can do. And as soon as we started approaching Cedar Rapids um, from Anamosa, we could see that it was everyone was dealing with it. Um, and you, there was no one hurt here, correct? No, everybody. There's three people here: uh, Cindy, our account manager, or staff accountant, Mitch, and then uh, one of my kids was actually here working over the Ooh, summer. Yeah. So they were all hunkered down in the bathroom, yeah. kind of watching it. It was it was crazy. So basically, the wind lifted the roof off, and then it rained in here for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, took our office out. So we spent the next uh, four months working out of part of our shop, and then into mobile storage containers, for lack of better term but uh 
it was really intense three weeks after that, obviously being in our industry. We basically had to pack our bags and put our tools on, and we just went straight at storm repair work. Um, kind of shifted our whole business to straight service. Normally, we'd have one service electrician. We went to, to 12 or 13 service electricians doing storm repair. Um, crazy transition. Everybody stepped up. Everybody was tired. Um, we stayed at it. Um, I think everybody's still a little bit tired of 2020 between uh, derecho, COVID, and just just what wears on us. Um, Has it been hard to continue enjoying what you do through this period? And and like speak into that from a from your position. Sure. Um, I always. I don't. I've told you this before. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm strange or weird, but I never get up and be like, gosh, darn it, I don't want to go to work today. Mm-hmm. Like, I, for some reason, I like coming here no matter what. the. There's things I don't love. I mean, there's hard situations. There's hard days. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but I love everybody that works here and what we have going on. And um, It was fun to see everybody come together. Even through COVID, we obviously all our group meetings and stuff kind of went away. We weren't meeting as a group, trying to keep everybody healthy. Um, but the storm brought us together. There's a lot of group lunches, a lot of people supporting us from outside, family, friends, people bringing stuff in so that we could keep people mentally and maybe, <clears throat> lack of a better term, spiritually happy, you know, keep keep everybody positive. Um, a lot of laughs over everything we were dealing with and juggling at the time. Um, just a crazy, crazy time. But we're back in our office now. Uh, we were able to help a bunch of people. Um, I, I feel like most of our families are, some of them are still working on storm repairs just with the vast damage that was here. Some people are just still dealing with that stuff. It's something we'll never forget. No, for sure. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, I, it's, it's still, crazy that you still, you still see it. Now, this is January. This is five months later, and you still see effects of it, which are, are going to take a long time because just little, you know, literally all the trees that are gone. Yeah, it, it's like you you have visibility in areas that you never could see before. It just it looks so different. Yeah, just a weird. I don't know how to explain it. But you had you had employees who were also personally impacted from the storm, and yet, so how, how did you navigate that? Did they? Did I mean? I'm assuming it was like, no, you have to show up for work. It wasn't that. It was no. like, no, you've got to take care of this because that's you. Yeah. And I think we were seasoned to that a little bit just with COVID yeah. because there's a lot of things that came at us from COVID, like uh, daycare. It wasn't so much our employees being sick, but maybe, oh sure, you know, they come in contact yeah. or daycare has an issue where I need two weeks off because daycare is closed. Perfect. Like, go take care of it. Um, same thing with the Rachel. Like if you need a week off to patch your house up, this work will, this work's going to be here for another two years, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like it's always here. Um, so we just tried to walk alongside people like, and I felt like the response was all, they went and took care of the business. They showed back up here when they were ready to come back to work. There was, I don't feel like anybody took advantage of that by any means or stretch of the imagination. Uh, you're a man of faith. Yeah. I'm a man of faith. I don't mind sharing that. I think people will probably know that about me if they've listened to me for any length of time. But how has your faith guided you as a business owner? Well, C12 definitely, um, I don't like the word put pressure on me or if that's that phrase, but they definitely encouraged me to, you know, what does it look like to be a business owner? Sure, it's great. You need to make money, obviously. 
but what are you doing with that? What are you doing with, then things became more aware as a business owner. Like I've got tens of, you know, tens to teens amount of people coming here every day and give me the vast majority of their waking hours Mm -hmm. to help this business move. What are we doing with that? How do they feel when they come here? How are we feeding into them? You know, (laughs) what do they feel like? You know, what does it feel like? Are we improving their lives or are they just coming here to punch the clock? Um, So just, you know, what's the impact? Why are we doing this? Sure, it's cool. We can go wire a bunch of stuff. But when it's over, is it going to be cooler to say, hey, Tom owned a business. They wired a bunch of stuff. It was pretty cool. Or Tom was a great husband, a great friend, a great business leader. You know, and 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 I don't like the word influencer because of modern times, you know, influencers all over social media. But No, I've seen your Instagram. I know. (laughs) I'm not on any of the platforms, I don't think. Um, That the kids are on anyway. Um, But I think that was the bigger thing. It's like the power of the circle of influence Mm -hmm. and what do you do with it? Mm -hmm. Um, One life touching another life, right? Yeah. I mean, and when you look at uh, how are we affecting our employees, how how does that – crossover to the customer how does that cross over to the customer's family how does it pass you know how does it cross over from our employee to the employee's family if we're we're treating them well and we they enjoy what they do they're going to go home and probably not have side effects of work stress and whatnot affecting their home life Um, if we're not good at this and it doesn't go well they're going to some people don't have the ability to shut it off and they're going to take that home and it's going to affect what their family life looks like what their friendships look like. Um, so we try to, that might seem like a deep meaning or purpose as a business owner. It might seem strange, but if we do that really well, we're going to make money. I think it is deep. I think it's strange because it's kind of uncommon, but what you're talking about are the blessings that come from it. Not just, you know, I think that what I saw early and I think almost instantly with you was that you do have a genuine care for your people. So when we came back to the office that first time that we met, the guys are, I mean, you're instantly joking with guys, right? There's this little insider winks and jokes and, you know, you can say a phrase and I just saw all of those things happening. Um, if you were an owner who is not liked or, you know, worse, not respected as an owner, when you walk through, it's, you can see it, it's, down and dirty, just about business. But there's always, I guess what I picked up on early was there were smiles, there was the laughter, there was the there was the energy. And I've always said this too. You can walk into a place and you can see, you not just see it, but you can feel it. Like there's an energy that's palpable that you you can, you know, it's just there. There's a vibe. And you guys had that. As opposed to walking into a place where people are stressed. They're nervous, they're anxious, they're frustrated, they're, they're teed up, right? That's a vibe that you can absolutely feel and pick up too. And that's not fun. You don't want to be part of that. So yours was, yours was in place. And I think that's, that's just really, um, I don't know, again, it just, it just really drew me to you and what was going on here. Yeah. And I, I think just through situations I've been through, it goes both ways. It's like, I don't have to be the feeder of culture because I've, I've had some rough times last year. We had some stuff where work was piling up and I didn't feel like we were we were going to make some deadlines and I 
I wasn't handling it well. I was internalizing it at all. I was carrying it all by myself, and I finally just let it out to the team that I, I need help. I need everybody to step up in a time of need, and I, I wasn't in a good spot. And they basically physically got around me and said, we got you, you know, we're a family here. We're going to do amazing. this. We're going to take care of it. And then everybody stepped up and we got through it. And it was, it was wild. And it was a great reminder. Don't, there are several things I learned from that. Don't do it alone. Meaning don't carry it mentally by yourself. Talk to people, let them know what you're worried about so they can speak into you and let your people know that are supporting you that this is what we're up against, you know, because if they don't know, they don't know. So as I think about that, Tom, you've created an inner circle around you. Uh, what's been the value of having people who you consider to be in your inner circle that hold you accountable, that inspire you, that motivate you, that that don't put up with your stuff, they'll call it out, and yet you're doing that back for them too. So what's, what's that experience been like for you? Um, there's parts of it that are disappointing that I waited this long in life to figure out. Ooh what an inner circle is. People earlier on in life that I would shy away from because I couldn't understand why they were happy, what drove them. Now those are the people that I gravitate towards. They, they're living a, a good life, a faith-filled life. Um, they, under they understand things. Being around a couple of those groups between C12, uh, a men's group that I'm in, um, it's fun. I mean, those are Friday mornings or times I look forward to hanging out with a men's group. I talked to somebody from C12 probably on the daily, just uh, maybe as a call, just a simple check-in. Hey, just checking in. How are things going? Um, have those people in your life just to talk to people that are in similar situations. I would say for me, if somebody's in, in the situation of business, is getting the right people around you. that They're living right. They're doing business right. And it looks like fun. Granted, it's, you're going to see some really successful people that are making a bunch of money that probably treat their employees fairly well. Um, those are the people you want to gravitate towards if that's what you want your business to look like. Um, we're still working through this. I don't have this all figured out. You know, you and I talk about what growth looks like, what my role is, how it changes, how do you pick the next right person to help you. Um, the challenges of business are real, but I think having peers around you that, that are like-minded, that maybe have gone through similar things is key to success. Absolutely. Um, you know, all aspects of your life, you know, if it's marriage, Talk to people that are having that have a, a great marriage that are that that is faith marriage. I was listening to a podcast. It's called um, I believe it's called the Naked Marriage, and it's talking about friends without benefits. That means, are you friends with people that really aren't providing positive things in your life? Hmm. Are you hanging around positive people that are, are feeding into into your friendship, into your life? Sure. Same thing. Are you hanging around positive couples? Are you hanging around positive business owners? And I know just saying that, hopefully it gets people to check, who am I hanging out with? Who am I having coffee with? Who am I having lunch with? What are the what do those meetings feel like? Yeah, do they do they feed the soul or do they drain it? Yeah, because and I'm I'm guilty. Complaining is the thing that I, I I just don't like. Yeah, it's easy to do, but when you get around somebody that does it a lot, man, it's sometimes that, that's just you you start to realize it once you become aware, mm -hmm. you know. So. You, Maybe it changes who you hang out with. Mm -hmm. So it's just interesting. I would say pure, um, being around the right people yeah. is just key. As we wind down here, Tom, let people know how they could get a hold of you. So like website, uh, whatever whatever information you want to give, and then just uh, maybe just reiterate 
the kinds of services that Electrical Concepts provides its customers. Yep, sure. We're a full-service electrical contractor. We do residential commercial work um, and lighting upgrades. Um, easiest way to, to find us is just get on the website, uh, electricalconceptscr.com. Um, that'll give you all of our information, get you to the office here. Um, is Sparky still on the website? Sparky's still on the website. <laughs> um, he hasn't been here since... Uh, COVID started, honestly, um, Christy's been working from home, so he's been staying home with, with mom and his sister dog, Piper. So uh, Sparky doesn't get to come in every day. And with the derecho, with office being yeah. out of sorts, it's been a challenge. But Sparky's our negotiator and um, head of security. He's a little, <laughs> a little Yorkie that we, greets everyone. He has definitely rebuked me once or twice. <laughs> yes. No, this is, uh, you know, for people that are looking for um, – something from you like that, that you provide, whether that's for a commercial building or a property or home remodel, brand new home, whatever it is, uh, they should check you out because first of all, your new facility is state of the art, really pretty. Like you've done a great job for considering some expansion and you've got a cool meeting space. And I saw the kitchenette this time. I, di- I didn't even notice that the last time I was here. So you've done a lot of cool upgrades to make it a great place to work and take care of your employees and your customers. Yeah. It's uh there was some blessings from the storm. I won't lie. It's, it was fun to, we weren't thinking of expansion pre derecho. We weren't thinking of modern, you know, more modern setting. Um, definitely a positive that came out of it. Um, and people may not have heard of us, you know, like you and I talk, most of our work is word of mouth referral relationship based. Um, we don't do a lot of advertising. You, if you know us, you know, us probably through a referral or you just know us, but, um, we're always looking to meet the next right customer. So, and you do clean work and we do clean work. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you again for being a guest, and I hope our listeners have enjoyed the insights that you've brought. Uh, you just have such a, a unique story and a a really um, wonderful way that you're approaching your business. So thanks again for right. being here. Thanks, James. All right. We'll catch you next time. Hey, everyone. This is James, and I want to tell you about an upcoming virtual coaching program called Accelerate. It's for high-achieving, success-minded people just like you who demand greatness of themselves and expect it of everyone around them. Accelerate will help you drastically improve communication in your business, reduce bottlenecks and busyness, help spark innovation and even creative thinking, and absolutely maximize team performance. Now, Accelerate is for business owners, executives. It's for up-and-coming leaders, anyone who is wanting to advance their leadership and to build their business capacity in 2021. The training starts in February and space is limited. Learn more at jamesmayhew.com.